Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Yes. Is this a mini episode? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, Rachel. So this week I thought I would do hit on some of the worst movie product tie-ins ever. Hell yeah. So these are promotions or uh, like whatever, movie tie-ins. <laughs> <laughs> I had a point coming. I was going to say toys, I guess, or other things. You know how it is. So the first movie we're going to get into, uh, neither one of us has seen this movie. It's called The Help. But we both know, I think, a little bit about The Help, I don't you? I think we both know enough about it to... Uh, well, it's a pretty popular movie, so I know enough about it to know that these products are fucked up. Uh-oh. <laughs> so basically, if you don't know about The Help, what I know about The Help is it's about like some rich white women in the South who have black maids... And I think the the movie is told from the point of view of one of the black maids. And then maybe there's one nice white woman, but all of them are kind of bitches. And one of them gets their comeuppance at the end of the movie. I'm sure it's more than that, but that's sort of the gist of the movie. Is that your understanding? That's my understanding okay. of the movie. Now, so with that said, Home Shopping Network decided to launch a one-of-a-kind collection of beauty, home decor, and fashions and jewelry created in the, ser- in, in the spirit of this must-see movie of the summer, The Help. Now, if you think that they <laughs> focused on the maids of the movie, no, they, faced as, they focused on the fashions and home decor of the racist white women of the movie Great. who were wearing all of the high fashion clothes, obviously. So they put together this... Um, this like fashion line that was by a designer named Layla Rose. And it was like beautiful clothing, like with that style, but just kind of a weird thing to sort of be um, honoring that since those characters were like the worst part of the, like the villains of the movie technically. That's Yeah. So they had also, they had lovely lady pearls and lawn party crystals. So like they're just spotlighting all of these gross things. They also took other, and I think this is typical for home shopping network. They'll take other items that they already sell and add them to a collection, like an, like a new collection. So some of the things they added to the collection were emerald stainless steel fryer. Oh my so like God. you could do fried chicken, I guess. <laughs> like that was the sort of like what they were saying, like fry those foods. Uh, they also did a pie maker, which uh, was an unusual choice because the famous scene in the movie, and the only thing I really know specifically is that they serve her, the villain um the like the villain woman i don't know who she was played by but like they serve her a chocolate pie that has whipped shit in it <laughs> so she likes she like eats the pie and it's like this big scene moment where they like watch her eat this shit pie basically so they they're selling a pie making set in this collection Is for this the help no it was the home shopping network like a big thing they had now another woman came forward saying that the home shopping network approached her to create a line of um like perfumes and diffusers for the movie like inspired by the movie like shit so, yeah <laughs> shit scented shit and lavender uh so she came up with some of them, some of the fragrances she came up with were called Living in the High Cotton, Mississippi Magnolia, which was inspired by one of the movie's characters. And I think it was one of the maids. I mean, it was just the whole thing is like fucking disgusting and this a mess. wretched. Yeah, awful. Now, they also had like a $149 handbag that was like the villain character. I think her name is like Hilly or something. So they're also like, it's like, why do you want to spend that much money on? <laughs> 
a bag that's for a character that's like a piece of shit. Like it was just like a bizarre fucking collection. So yeah, Home Shopping Network. Did you ever watch it? I mean, when there was nothing else on as a kid. Yeah. Is that, I didn't even know it was still like a thing. I don't think, I think I've seen it a few times because it was like when there was nothing else on, literally, like you said, like you just kind of watch it in a daze because it's so fucking, and I'm sure I was probably high. Like (laughs) it seems like a high thing, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's the first one. Another bizarre product was a tie-in with Casino Royale, which is a James Bond movie starring Daniel Craig. And they kind of combined that with National Ice Cream Week, which was happening in the UK back in 2009. Now, this was put on by Del Monte Superfruit Smoothies. They created basically a torso of Daniel Craig on like a lollipop, like a, a popsicle stick. It literally looks like his torso. And because it's like Blackberry, it's like a bruised looking. <laughs> I don't have a picture of it right now, but it's like a total purple like really lifelike torso of him on a popsicle stick. So it's a light purple. Yeah, because it was like blueberry, pomegranate, cranberry. So it was like this bloody purplish color. Why bizarre, they, bizarre choice. Why didn't they do something like a, like a lemon or, or something? pineapple maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Cause now he was selected as the coolest male celeb. And this was, um, this popsicle was li- called license to chill. Ugh. So women would just lick Daniel Craig's, bruised shorts. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of funny. It is kind of hot. What next? Next up, we have another licking item. And this was a tie-in to the, the Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace. Now, you and I are both not Star Wars heads or whatever those fans are called. But... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, someone's going to get so mad. Star Wars heads? What do you call them? I don't Star know. Star Wars fanatics? They... The char- but we probably both know the character that everyone hates from that movie, Jar Jar Binks. Of course. Right? We all know that. He, he, everyone fucking w- went fucking crazy over how much they hated that character, right? I just got to say something. Yes. I remember when that, the Phantom Menace came out, I was like 13, and I remember it was such a big fucking deal, obviously, because this is the first Star Wars movie since like the early 80s. Right. And it's a huge fucking deal. So there was like buying tickets like fucking six months in advance. Oh, totally. Lines around the block to get into the theater. And my family, like my mom, my brother and I, we waited in line for like three hours to like get into the theater. It was really, I mean, it was like insane. So you went to that movie. I went to it. And I remember after the movie, the smug fucking self-satisfaction, I felt like, see, I knew it was going to (laughs) suck. And we shouldn't have gone. Best, best, best feeling ever. I was so... When you suffer and you're the one who knew. I knew. Yeah. Well, so this item, we've prob- you've probably all seen these kind of lollipops. They're like fucking like huge where they have like a flashlight base and they have some kind of mechanical aspect to them. Like they're beyond just sucking on a lollipop. They're like part toy. Yeah. So this one had like a flashlight type base and one of those rubberized heads that was Jar Jar Banks. Now... When you squeezed an item or a button or something on the the flashlight base, his um his, the lollipop stuck lollipop stuck out and it was his tongue. Uh. <laughs> so you're literally like sucking on Jar Jar Binks' tongue as the lollipop. Isn't that disgusting? No one wants that. <laughs> it was like disgusting. There's pictures of it online if you want to see. It's a massive fucking tongue. You're literally like deep throating Jar Jar's tongue like mm. <laughs> lick it up baby. Now another weird movie tie in 
this was a TV show last night, uh, last year, The Watchmen. Before that, there was a big um, studio movie based on the comic book. And they decided, no, I don't, did you watch The Watchmen? No. I watched it. Uh, I know nothing about the comic book. I may have seen the movie. The thing that I remember most about The Watchmen is that the character of Dr. Manhattan has the massive cock. Really? Really huge cock. I'm pretty sure I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> Because when I was watching it, I was like, whoa, I was like, this is how you get me to watch science fiction. Uh, Like just a massive blue cock. And then Jean Smart, when she, like, that's his lover. When she can't find him, like she has a massive blue dildo, like in her room, like for him. It was pretty sweet. I Uh, think I did see that picture you posted. I'm sure. I bet you other people posted it too. Because it was pretty like, it was one of those things where you're watching a TV show like, well, that's something I haven't seen before. A massive blue dildo. And I didn't know who Dr. Manhattan was. So I was like, why is it blue? Like, why is it so massive? So do you actually get to see the cock or just the dildo? You see the dildo and you do get to see the cock. Because I posted it and I was like, whoa. (laughs) Like I'd never seen a dick before. I'm still like 12 (laughs) when it comes to seeing dicks on screen. Because it's so rare. That was me last night. Oh, right, right. I was watching Boardwalk Empire last night. There was a great overhead dick shot in season three. But I do have to say, we don't get to see enough dick on screen. No. So it is kind of exciting when you see a dick on screen. Absolutely. So... The Watchmen uh, item that I brought all that up to uh, say that their promotional tie-in item was a condom. Oh, that's funny. So they put the condom. I guess the um, comic book is known. They have like that smiley face is sort of the icon. That was on the comic. It was like in one of those matchbook type things. And the inside was a condom. On the outside of the condom, it said, the Watchmen are here to protect us all, much like a condom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
the original three, uh, whatever, four, five, and six. Um, but I don't really remember them that much. And it's one of those movies where I'm like, I've seen so much media related to it. Do have I seen it or do I just, have I seen a million clips and like, but I think I've definitely seen them. I've for sure seen all three of them since like but yeah. when I was a kid. But I watched so them. long ago. I it just, was so long. I here's the thing is I just also don't remember which things are in which movie. Like oh which which episode or which uh, where was the when did the Ewoks come in? That's Return of the Jedi. So Return of the Jedi has Ewoks, Leia in the gold bikini, right, and Jabba the Hutt. That's like a lot packed into one movie. I believe it does. Um. But I, I'm not 100% sure. So what's special about Empire Strikes Back? Empire Strikes Back has Lando Luke, Cal- I am your father. Yeah. Is that Empire Strikes I, Back? Uh, so you're asking me questions, and I don't, I'm afraid to answer, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does have Lando Calrissian, and I do think that that's widely considered everyone's sort of like top, if they have to rank them or whatever, you know how people do that and get in trouble? Yeah. I think everyone agrees that's one of the best, or right. one of the top two at least. Uh, so in that movie, there is a creature called a Tauntaun. His belly is sliced open in the movie and Luke Skywalker goes in there to rest mm-hmm. because it's like cold. That's so a very famous scene. Yeah. It's a very famous scene. Now there's like a website called think geek, which is like geeky stuff. They made a joke, um, like item, like a sort of tie in product, but Lucasfilms actually made that item into a reality. And that was a Tauntaun sleeping bag. That's smart. So you could zip open the belly <laughs> and go sleep inside of it. That's so cute. I think it is kind of cute, but it, people were kind of like also disturbed by it. No, I think that's great. Um, now, another really weird thing, and I don't remember this at all. This is a tie in, this is a toy that was marketed for children from four and up. It was a, it's from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> they had a tie-in part it, part, um, item that was part puppet, part water gun, and just like a fucking disgusting thing. This was released in 1989 to capitalize on Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 Dream Child. Now, this basically looks like Freddy Krueger's disgusting burnt face and his mouth has a little um squirter in it so somewhere in behind you can use it and he spits out it's like a water gun that spits out of his mouth this is for children four and up that's who i mean i mean i guess maybe it wasn't marketed towards children but if they wanted one it was safe for them there was no small parts (laughs) it literally looks like his big gross fucking face you know how it's all burnt and like sinewy children yeah because what adult's gonna use that like an adult would buy that now. Well, yeah, because now it's. I think it got pulled out or like didn't go very far. So I'm now sure it's like a very expensive collector item. Yeah. Now, another really weird thing. I guess people love fucking like action figures, even as adults, right? Yeah. So every movie will have these action figures. They're not for kids. They're for nerds. I mean, uh, collectors who <laughs> <laughs> who want to like leave them in the box. Right? And never fucking open them. I get so stressed. I never know what to do. Like uh, our friend Jamie, he sent me action figures Friday the 13th. From from Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter. I love that movie. But he sent me like the box of like the action figure and it has like the little accessories. And I'm like, do I open this? I opened it. I would have to because I want to see the stuff. I want to see the stuff too. And touch it. 
I don't care. I about- got really stressed though before I opened it. It was like, of um, course, it was like Indiana Jones when he's in the temple with that like bag of sand and the, you know, where I'm like, right. I'm trying to like, should I open it? Should I open it? And I just did. Now, this is a weird movie though, I think, to have action figures. And that is the movie uh, Django Unchained. Why would you have action figures for that? No idea. It's not a comic book movie. It's so weird. But they have action figures for everything now. In fact, I saw ones for like Rocky. They even sold the side of beef as an action figure. That's funny. I'd buy that. <laughs> Me too. I, was I like, would that totally good. buy that. It was a side of beef. And then the side of beef came with a miniature um, like action figure a- butcher apron. <laughs> See, that's the things I would collect, all of the rando ones, yeah. like not the official ones. Um, I didn't I didn't really get too far to look into this, but Sex in the City also put out thongs. Like action figure thongs? No, they weren't action figure thongs. They just put out thongs. So it was a set of four thongs and each one was a different color. And it was like the black ones were Samantha. <laughs> the teal ones were Miranda. It was just like sort of a nonsensical marketing where it's like, it has literally nothing really to do with the show, but it was just like everything just stamps sex in the city on it. Right. Like each pair is a different character, even though they're exactly the same with different colors. Now there is another, uh, is that a star Wars one? Oh God, this one's a food one. So this also came out with, um, like the 3d version of Phantom Menace or conversion or something where they put out some 3d version of it. Um, they, a fast food restaurant put out a dark Vader burger, which was a normal burger that had a black bun. I saw that. Did you see that? I fucking hate, I think we've discussed how we hate black foods. It's, Although I like squid ink uh, pasta sometimes. I like when it's naturally occurring. Yeah, it's like squid ink pasta. Squid ink pasta, like a black sesame. Right, right. But when it's a dyed black bun, it just looked I revolting. Don't want, I don't want dyed food. I don't like food coloring. Yeah, I don't want. Oh, food we've discussed coloring. this. We're you know, we're kind of sensitive to the taste of it. Like, but if it's a naturally occurring, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So this was not naturally occurring. I remember when that came out; it looked disgusting. Now, the weirdest one by far for me was um, a product that came out to tie in with the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, you might expect there's a lot of sex toys, dildos, handcuffs generic BDSM, like with a little Mirabu on the handcuffs or something. I've seen, I saw those all <laughs> Ties, the time. Maybe this one was a tie in with Vermont teddy bear. They had a Christian gray bear. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had like a Vermont teddy bear. The teddy bear is wearing like a Christian gray type suit. He had the, t- the gray tie and he was carrying a mask and handcuffs. Who was this for? <laughs> I have no idea. That that's like a sick, sick person. <laughs> like, can you? And it, there's no sex thing that really scares me. But if you're gonna involve a teddy bear, I'm frightened. That's where I have to draw the line. A stuffed animal teddy bear. Who is that for? I don't know. Like, if you collect, maybe if you collect Vermont teddy bears, you just get every single one. Are like, they a collectible item? I don't really know enough. Like to me, Vermont teddy bears is like an ad I used to hear like on radio or something. Like I I was like, I've never known anyone to buy a Vermont teddy bear. Um, What is a Vermont teddy bear? They're like handmade, like nice teddy bears, like high quality teddy bears, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, so you can buy them for a gift. Like maybe they're like a hundred dollars because they're really like high quality. Right. And they often have like themed ones, like a nurse or like whatever. So this one was just a 50 shades of gray 
BDSM teddy bear. Right, you're not buying it for kids. Now, I'm just going to go through a few of these funny uh, Disney products that were sort of um, inappropriate. The uh, There's one... <laughs> There's a lot of, first of all, Disney has a lot of water cups that are very phallic and penis. And like sometimes the feet are like ball shaped on the bottom. So it really looks like a dick and balls, (laughs) (laughs) which is just funny when it's like something like a Disney princess. Like here's one I'm showing Rachel. See, it's like just like a penis with like the ball shaped feet on the bottom. It's not a cup. It's a thermos. Yeah, it's kind of like a thermos, but like a sippy, like a water cup with a straw pops out. And the thermos itself is very phallic shaped. Right. They also had a product tie in with um, Hannah Montana. These were gummy, 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 like sour gummies that were shaped like microphones. Now, I don't know what flavor this is, peach or what, Uh-oh. but look at these microphone shapes. Desi, that, they look like a penis. That looks like a, <laughs> that looks like a candy dick you get at a bachelorette party. <laughs> these were called concert candies. They were sweet and sour gummies. <laughs> this is a joke, right? No. Because why would you make a microphone pe- like peach color? I have no idea. Cause it's like, yeah, well, you're not going to make it black and gray. But like fruit flavored, I have no idea. Maybe make a little, I don't know, Hannah Montana like faces or wigs. Like, or why little... does she even have to have a gummy? Yeah. <laughs> now, another weird thing was an Olaf snow cone maker where, you know, those things where like you churn it and it shaves the ice. Like, yeah. did you ever the Snoopy I snow cone Snoopy one? one? Okay. So this one is Olaf and where the ice, you churn the ice, it comes out of his stomach so it's almost like he's spewing, 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 spewing. Come on, Stampinato. He's like, his guts are coming out basically. Like I would love to put the red in it and yeah. give it like a real uh, scary, 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 scary. So yeah, that didn't go over well. Now this is one of the most popular toys of the year. It actually won Time Magazine's top, one of top toys of 2010. This is what this doll was called a Singamajig Minnie Mouse. Uh, I think she basically like you squeezed her stomach and she sang, sang stuff. The weird thing about this doll though, and people started getting in trouble for dunking on it, uh, was the doll had a very unusual mouth, Rachel. Look at this Minnie Mouse doll. <laughs> it looks like a fleshlight. It looks like a fleshlight or like a sex doll where the mouth is made to fuck, basically. Yeah, it looks like a, a, sex, to- a sex toy slash fleshlight slash butthole. Her, ma- her mouth is in a very wide open O and then it has like a it's a protruding edge that seems like it's made of some kind of furry or like textured fabric right like a like a kid would have maybe they're supposed to chew on it because sometimes baby toys are also made to be like chewable so this is for babies or toddlers I think like you know young children yes quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. There's a movie called Wreck-It Ralph. Do you know this movie? Yeah, I have no idea what it's about. I don't either. It's like video game 8-bit type thing. And the lead character is a character called Ralph. And he has really huge fists. And I guess he breaks things because he wrecks it. (laughs) That's my understanding based on the title and nothing else. But I would love to get these gym shorts that I believe were sold at Walmart. They were a tie-in to the movie Wreck-It Ralph. They were made for children. And it's like on the the ass of these shorts is a picture of Russ... Wreck it, Ralph, with his huge fist, and it says, "I'm gonna wreck it." <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god! Like, have you ever wanted shorts more, Rachel? <laughs> I would love those shorts. Aren't they unbelievable? Those are absolutely inappropriate for a child. It's this pay the the underwear I'm look are the shorts I'm looking at right now are for a five to six year old. <laughs> I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> That's fucked. I mean, he would wreck it. I do want those shorts, though. They're so funny. (laughs) Now, another really weird product, and this got pulled off the shelves very fast, was a tie-in to the movie Moana. Now, I I think I vaguely have seen this movie, but uh, in the movie, there is a character that I believe is played by or voiced by um, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And he's kind of like the funny sidekick. Every Disney movie has that, right? You haven't seen Moana? I feel like I've seen parts of Moana, but not like sat down and watched the whole thing. You've seen it? Uh, Yes. Oh, okay. You got to sit down and watch it. It's great. I saw the end and cried, and I hadn't even seen the the beginning. The movie is so good. And I haven't watched like a new Disney movie. I haven't even seen Frozen, but I loved Moana. So what is that character's name? Do you remember? No, I have no idea. But I love the movie. Um, Now that character, I guess, are the characters in it, obviously, um, are they, are they, oh, the character's name is Maui. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has like tattoos, like, right? Yeah. Uh, his body is covered in tattoos. Um, 
they sold pajamas that looked like Maui's skin. So they were like skin pajamas with tattoos all over them and then his like grass skirt or whatever. Obviously, that's like some kind of... (laughs) What am I going to say what it is? But it's like, there's something very inappropriate about wearing skin pajamas. It's like brown face. It's kind of like brown face. But yeah, so people were outraged pretty immediately. And those got taken off the shelf. Uh, It's a really weird idea just to even just be wearing the skin of someone. (laughs) Like beyond the brown face. It's it's, it's creepy. It's weird on a lot of levels. Yeah. Now, the last two I'm going to talk about, they're just kind of like toys that seem fine in design, but then were made very inappropriate by bad children who I'm sure like the older brothers got a hold of it. One of them is a famous scene from the Lion King. Rafiki uh, lifts up Simba at the beginning of the movie and everyone like, it's like the new King, right? We all remember that scene. Circle of life is playing. It's beautiful. In this movie, this toy was a um, McDonald's tie-in to the movie. Rafiki lifts the toy, the toy lion up, but then the, it goes back and forth. So it looks like he's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just hit the little button on the back, and the lion cub goes up and down right on Rafiki's groin area. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have loved to have that. Oh, sorry. I had one more. Also, I forgot about this was a tie-in to the movie The Little Mermaid. You know what this movie's about. <laughs> she has lots of, she lives under the sea. Her sidekick is Flounder the fish and, and Sebastian. Sebastian the lobster. This tie-in, Rachel. He's a Rachel, crab, Desi. Is he? Yes. Oh, he's a crab. Sorry. I, you know what? He's like a weird-looking crab, okay? <laughs> he kind of looks like a crawfish, There's, He's not like a, he's like a, seems like an amalgamation of a few type of shellfish yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I thought it was a lobster because his eyes are kind of up high, aren't it's, they? You don't need to define yourself. You know what? So this tie-in was Little Mermaid themed fish sticks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked. It's just kind of fucked up. They could have done like seaweed snacks. Something. They should have done seaweed snacks. That would have been good. Yeah. Because that doesn't destroy anything, right? No, and that's uh, vegan. Yeah. They're not eating your friends. Absolutely. Uh, The last toy is something called Rad Repeat and Tarzan. And once again, it had a design that led to some hijinks from, I'm guessing, young boys. Because Tarzan has, he's very muscular. He's one of those action figures or Barbie doll type things where you have like the switch on the back and his hands can move. Mm -hmm. And he has a hand that you can put things in like a knife, a mug, some other weird circular thing. So, so his hand is in (laughs) in a dick shaped position and it can go up and down. (laughs) So it's, so it's jerking off. It's It's just a jerk off doll. It's jerking off Tarzan. (laughs) It's rad repeating Tarzan. Rad jerking off Tarzan. I mean, there, there's no radder repeating than jerking it. (laughs) Did you see Tarzan? I think I might have seen Tarzan. I mean, I think I've seen most of the Disney movies. I might not have seen like some of the more recent ones. Like, I don't think I saw. What's the what's the one? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think I saw Tarzan. I never Did saw you? Tarzan. No, uh, I have this one memory of going to Disneyland. And they have that parade, obviously, with like every character from the movies. And I always remember <laughs> the Tarzan section came by. Not very popular because I don't feel like that's a popular movie, right? No. He, the, the, you know how you just focus in on one actor in those parades sometimes? <laughs> that's what I do. 
because <laughs> I'm sadistic. So I was focusing in on Tarzan, and he was like acting all like animal like. And then at some point, he pretended something was in his hair like a bug, and then he ate it. <laughs> I was just like, wow, method actor Tarzan in the Disneyland light parade. <laughs> like he, he like looked real like odd and then scratched his head and picked something out of his hair and like ate it. Desi, that's commitment. It was commitment, but it was just kind of like, dude, like no one's even paying attention except for me, the sicko. <laughs> <laughs> he did that just for you. He did that just for me because that, pra- that parade is like a wild one. There's lots going on. Right. Have you seen that parade? I've seen a lot of Disney parades. That one they have now... That's like the light. Per- I'm, I've seen it like so many times. I, I like have the song. It's a different celebration. God, da, da. It's just like this whole thing. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. I honestly don't know what all of them are called. I've just seen like whenever there's a parade that passes by. There's that one that's big though at night with like the lights and ev- they block off the sidewalks and everyone starts sitting there hours before. Yeah. There's like yeah, that yeah. one big one. Um, yeah. Oh, course. there's the one by the water too that has like the glow sticks and stuff this is like the main street uh parade that goes all the way to small world uh so yeah that is my movie tie-in items that's That's the end of the list that's great desi thank you rachel uh you know what i would like to come up with some of our own movie tie-in ideas sometime Ooh, that sounds fun that we could pitch yeah or some podcast tie-ins (laughs) <laughs> for our show <laughs> oh like uh, our own merch our own merch? like our own toys like what toys would we have <laughs> oh jesus we would definitely have a little Romy stuffed animal oh see that's like the only one with little headphones she's Yo, a podcasting per per cast oh there is a per cast <laughs> Romy was on the per cast <laughs> right if you guys ever listen to steven steven's podcast he has. Why am I forgetting Stephen's last name? You know right? Stephen <laughs> Morris, right? Yes, he he's the producer of My Favorite Murder, right? Yes, he has a podcast called The Percast. Okay, and Romy was on it. <laughs> Stephen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have you heard Stephen's podcast? <laughs> Stephen, the Stephen. Hello. <laughs> Look, I'm on a first name basis with him. We're. We're both we were both discussing how we're sort of uh, Swiss cheese brains this week. Both of us are Swiss cheese brains this week. I mean, usually, like I'm usually running at a Swiss cheese brain level, but like this is extra fermented, extra holy. Right what now. is it? I don't know what's going on with me. I've just like had a hell of a week. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same. I'm tired, and it's been very hot here. Yeah, which just doesn't help matters no. for me. Uh, So let's move on to our next segments. Did you have a letter you wanted to read or an email? I did. This is a a listener email that I got, well, we got, and this is coming all the way from England, and this is in response to our recent Patreon episode about cursed objects. Ooh. It's on our $10 level, so... This is not an advertisement for our Patreon, but I did want to read the letter because it's creepy. So in that Patreon episode, I talked about various cursed objects from around the world. One of the objects was this painting that was for some reason really popular in Northern England in the 80s and 90s. And it's a painting of a crying boy. And I asked if listeners would write in, I think I asked, like, can you write in? I want to know if you or a family member or someone you knew had this painting. And lo and behold, 
we got an email from Hannah. Cool. She said, hey, just finished listening to your Cursed Objects episode on Patreon, and I have creepy experiences with that painting. (gasps) My best friend growing up had this painting in her hallway, and one night when we were babysitting her little brother, we heard a voice coming from just outside the living room around 11 p.m. slash midnight. Her brother was four or five or so, and he definitely should have been asleep and in bed. But when we went to check out the noise, we saw her little brother just stood talking to the painting. We were so creeped out that we took that shit down and put it in a cupboard under the stairs. When her parents came home and we told them what had happened, they just shrugged it off and said that he did that all the time. Ooh. I'm from Northeast of England and used to spend quite a lot of time at my grandma's house growing up. So I kind of had my own room there, but it was also used as a bit of a storage room where any excess tacky bullshit would go. She actually used to call the boy the sad little Timmy. And whilst (laughs) nothing massively weird happened, I do remember being a kid and being terrified of that thing, staring at me while I was trying to go to sleep. Uh, Thank you for the mention of this painting. It's super nostalgic to me. I imagine you'll get a ton of emails from your UK listeners because it was sold everywhere in the 90s. And I can think of seeing it in at least four different houses. Whoa. So that is a real painting that people just had in their house. I didn't realize it was from the 90s. 80s and 90s. Yeah. I thought it was older for some reason because it kind of looks older. Well, the the original painting was said to have originated from the 50s. Okay. But then it was like reproduced on mass, yeah, printed over and over again. That's and, so funny. And sold at department stores, right? Uh, I think any any time a child is like talking to an inanimate object, that's that's frightening. Yeah, that's not a toy, right? Like if you see a child talking to a painting in the middle of the night, that is yeah. very creepy. Absolutely. Oh, he just does that all the time. <laughs> First of all, why is your child up at midnight? <laughs> It's midnight o'clock. Do you know where your child is? He's talking to sad little Timmy in the hall. Yeah, how is that not disturbing? I'd have to move. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's Timmy. (laughs) He's sad. (laughs) My baby keeps him company. (laughs) Should we talk about movies, podcasts? Sure. Do you have anything? I just thought I'm watching Boardwalk Empire, like I said before. Great dick in season three. Yeah. I'm, I'm still watching Hannibal. I haven't done much this week except work and watch Hannibal. We got to consume some new media this week. So I we think can... we should pick a new show that we can watch together. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on season three of Hannibal. It's a really good show. I realize what I like about this show, it's like the first time we've seen the character of Hannibal and we're like, oh, he can fuck. Because yeah. you never think that Hannibal's a good fucker before... <laughs> The TV show. What are you talking about? Well, like the Anthony Hopkins character, it's like you're not like, oh, that guy's hot. But he's kind of hot. He's kind of hot, but I feel like Mads. That's the first time you're like, he's actually good at sex because he fucks like one of the uh, other psychiatrists. Well, you see him in sexual situations. Yeah, I just feel like you can find someone hot, but sometimes sociopaths can actually be very disconnected. <laughs> Not that I know from personal experience. It's a mixed bag because sometimes they are really good. <laughs> uh, just never mind. I'm not, I've done enough I'm on this topic. I'm excited to rewatch Hannibal. Yeah. So the third season, they're in uh, Europe. Like it's moved over there. So yeah. it's really interesting. And Gillian Anderson is Oh, back. there's that great scene where that guy dangles off the side of the building by his entrails, right? 
Oh, I didn't get to that yet. But, but I mean, that's in the show, right? I think so. Because I think that's in the movie Hannibal. Yeah, because he's in Italy. They're in Italy now, uh, and Will is over there. But season two was really good. I I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch it. It's a fast one because it's it. only three seasons and it's like 12 what a pity. episodes. They need to bring it back. It's a really good show, but I can see why it's amazing that it was on at all yeah. on network TV. And yeah. the fact that it, like, some of the things I see, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, this is like movie level it's gore. It's one of the most gory things I've ever seen on network or cable. Yeah. No, it's like cable would be like insane because yeah. some of the stuff is just fucking gruesome. Like, I was actually watching a scene the other night and I was like, Rachel would faint during this scene. You know, <laughs> I was I'm, like, there's no way she could handle it. No, maybe. I'm very, I really like gore. I'm just very specific about the kind of gore that I like. Okay. But this was like a blood thing. I don't like realistic blood, but okay. I do like beautiful movie blood. Okay. Like everything in Bram Stoker's Dracula, love. Okay. But if someone gets like, um, if they prick their finger or something, I'm like, oh, I can't see that. Okay. But if there's like a river of blood, I'm, I can see it. Okay. That's totally fine. Okay. And if there's like, you know, guts, I can yeah. see that. No, this was just a lot of blood pouring out of a neck. Like a yeah. lot. No, that's fine. Okay. I can't do realistic stuff. Then I'm a baby. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't have anything exciting to recommend. Uh, food? Oh my God. Well, we did eat a lot of food just now. We just ate a bunch of dim sum. Yeah. It was really good. There's a really like, good dim sum place that's a very tiny little place, like ish in my neighborhood. Yeah. Kind of. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I've been eating there for a long time. So we had that and it really hit the spot because I was going a little cuckoo today. And we finally got some fried shrimp because they had a tempura shrimp dish. Special. Yeah. It wasn't it was, tempura. It was breaded, but the shrimp was butterflied, which I really like when it's fried. More surface area yeah. for more fried. More crunch. Yeah. So that was good. And I did make a really good, um, I was telling Rachel, I made a very good caprese but it's like a caprese that's made... The recipe is so you can have caprese year-round because you don't have to have perfectly fresh heirloom tomatoes. You roast cherry tomatoes, and so it has like a roasted cherry tomato caprese, and it was really delicious. I ate all the cherry tomatoes when they were roasted because you brush them with olive oil and salt and stuff, but they were so good. I was just like popping them in my mouth. <laughs> it sounds good, Debbie. It was really good. That so, sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hopefully I was thinking about doing some baking this week just to calm my nerves. I've just been feeling just on edge in general. I think everyone, like at least in my circle of friends, has reached like a pandemic wall where we're just yes. like mentally and emotionally super exhausted. It's hard. You want like a reboot, but you can't even really do anything to reboot. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like if we were stressed in work, like last year we went to Palm Springs for two days, but you can't even really do anything like that. No. Uh, so it's hard. Like I'd love to go to Palm Springs right now, but I can't just yeah. get up and go. What am I going to do there? Yeah. Sit and do the same shit I do here? Yeah. Okay. Just in a prettier place? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But then what am I going to do with the cat? Yeah. No. We're all just stuck. Yeah. It's we're bad. just stuck here. I am going to get some more gummies, gummy edibles this week. Oh. So that should be exciting. <laughs> You know, it is funny. You reach like a whole other level when you're that high, Desi. It's uh, it's nice because it's very relaxing. I do a very small dose, so it's not like I'm incapacitated, but I'm just very loose. So it's like it's like after you have one glass of wine, tape 
high, I guess. I'm not super baked. Maybe I am. I have no idea. In my mind, I'm very normal, just like a little looser. And then my Twitter feeds, it's like, what about Hoobastank? Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. We had a listener who wrote in who said her mom, who also listens to the show, I think, got kicked out of Scott Stapp's dressing room. Oh. We got to find that email for next week. Yeah. Did she want us to read it? I know. I think that's Madeline, her listener, Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was fucking crying, laughing, reading that email. Yeah. She's contacted us before, I think. She's really funny. She's super funny. I got to find that email next week on the pod. (laughs) There are a few emails that I've saved, like that I want to read and get to. So next week I'll get to those and sort out which ones to read next week that are good stories and stuff. Yeah. Um, If we haven't gotten to your email yet, it's just because you guys are so awesome and you write us so much and yeah. We will try to get to them and we should put in a request for more stories, but maybe we should get some more groupie stories. <laughs> I would love to hear groupie stories. Yeah. If you've tried to get backstage to fuck someone or have and embarrassed yourself. Yeah. And that would or be good. maybe if you didn't embarrass yourself. Yeah. I maybe. like I like hearing stories about our listeners being hot messes. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Send us some of those. Yeah. I'm into it. Tell me a time you got a drink thrown out thrown on you at the bar. <laughs> And what do you do to deserve it? Especially if the band is super corny and you're embarrassed you ever liked them, but you were trying to fuck them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like you fucked Hootie from Hootie and the Bluefish or something. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to hear your you partying with Hootie. Yeah. Those would be good stories, I yeah. think. I think our listeners would enjoy it. <laughs> do you think Hootie had a crazy fucking groupie scene? Like a tour? Like They were such a big band. I know. They were but huge. They were so big. It's weird to think back through all the phases of music. Like I was never into them, but I always was aware of who was the big, huge band at the time, obviously. And that band was so big. Like they just had, they had like five hits, right? Maybe. <laughs> I, Maybe. I can't even remember. I like, feel like they had like four songs, but for, it was like, I couldn't tell you one of them right now if you had a gun to my head. But I'm uh, sure I would know it if I rec- I heard it. Oh, I could. What's the what's their big? I wanna be with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. <laughs> oh, I wanna be with you. <laughs> That's right. They were so big, and it was like for one year. It was that, that was it. Yeah, it was like 1995. Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. He still has a career. He's like a country singer yeah. now, right? Good for you, Darius. Look, he's. I'm happy for Hootie. He's chugging along. (laughs) Good for him. He's still making music. Yeah. I'll be with you. (laughs) (laughs) But then there was the other one. Let her cry. Oh, shit. (laughs) This is like doctor waiting room (laughs) music now. (laughs) Let her cry. Yeah. I don't even know what this genre is, but it's a very specific genre. It's like... That was popular for like a year. Yeah. It's like... It's like bar rock. It's like coffee house but not but in perspective. Now Coffee House is different, but I think this is like early late 90s early 2000s. No, Coffee this is mid 90s. This is mid 90s. This is like 94 95. That's Debbie. when Hootie was from? Yes. Oh my god. That seems to, no wonder I was like not listening to it. I was like full on fucking alternative like I would never have listened to Hootie. There was so much <laughs> the thing that's crazy about that era is like there was so much good music in 1994 1995. That was a, but you heard but they were everywhere. Yeah. No, they were everywhere. 
Oh my God. I have like visions in my head. That's like counting crows too, right? I never got into any of those bands, but I do know all their songs. Cause right. if you were, Oh, I never listened to those bands either. No way. <laughs> Mrs. Was- Jones and me. <laughs> so I know like every word to it. Cause it was like on the radio constantly. You couldn't escape from it. Yeah. That's like the other thing. I remember that video I sent you uh, from the Chonky Cat Facebook group. <laughs> yes. And it was like a video of someone's cat making biscuits. And for some or no, I don't know if they were making biscuits. I don't know. It was a video of someone's cat. But in the background, whoever was making the video was like blasting Blues Traveler. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, Blues Traveler. And I was losing it. Like, who is listening to Blues Traveler in 2020? If you're listening to Blues Traveler in 2020, <laughs> please write into the show. I honestly respect respect you. <laughs> but you know why I respect you? Not a big fan of their music myself, but I'm still listening to music that people are probably like, who's still listening to that in 2020? Right. You know who I still listen to in 2020? Paul Wall, all the time. I listen to a lot of old music. I don't necessarily judge people listening to old music, but I think there's something about listening to old music where you assume if you're still listening to it, it's like a classic, like David Bowie or Rolling Stones or whatever. Like no one questions that. Right. But to think of bands from the 90s and 2000s as classic, like old classics now, it's just a weird... Do you know what I mean? Like Maybe because we were like youngish then? Yeah. Like I think it's just then? like thinking that that music is now like like what, what the Rolling Stones were when we were kids. Like, that's old music. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is old music. I do remember having a conversation with my friend when we were like kids and like hearing Green Day come on the radio. And it was like basket case or something and I remember having a conversation with her saying isn't it going to be weird when we're old and this is like oldies <laughs> yes but now it like is yeah I mean it's not like oldies oldies but it's like it's you, of a time it's like of an era like like do zoomers even know that album dookie right well it's kind of like it's funny because I'm writing something right now about sublime and I specifically directed my request to speak to people to as like millennials. And I got a lot of Gen Z, Gen Xers who were mad at me. Well, yeah, they were really popular in the mid nineties, not to mention they had a huge following in uh, Southern California in the early nineties. But the majority of the fan base that I know is millennials because yeah. they had their big like major label debut in the late 90s 96. or 96 and they I think they were in some movie soundtracks then too that kind of beefed up their listeners because they had this whole millennial like fan older base. millennials yeah older older old, millennials but some of the people I'm getting are like early 30s to 40 so I would say it's the whole range almost yeah I would say Sublime's biggest fan base I don't know I mean look I was 10 when that album came out but I was a huge fan of them as a kid right no, people were like, no, they're not, millennials aren't fans, it's Gen Xers. And I was like, no, there are millennials too. I think, like, I think it's younger Gen Xers and older millennials. Yeah. That's what I think the age range is. Right. It's the youngest Gen Xers and the oldest millennials. Right. But there is supposedly also a Zoomer fan base that listens to them ironically. Why would you listen to something ironically? I wouldn't do anything ironically. <laughs> like, I don't... I have no idea. What does that even mean? I listen to them. No idea. I have no idea. I fully admit that there that I like the song "Informer" by Snow. I'm not afraid to. I'm not ashamed to admit that. That's you gotta, not an ironic thing. No. If you like something, you like it. 
you can't say you like it ironically. I'm too old at this <laughs> point to be pretending to be cool. I like what I like. No, me too. I'm not ashamed. I have no guilty pleasures. No. I have no guilt <laughs> about any of my pleasures. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.